Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Dave Stockbridge, and joining me as always is Hollywood Matt Connolly. Thanks so much, Matt. Thank you, it's good to be back. We are in our second setup of the studio. <laughs> the studio, one building, three studios, first episode in the new uh, studio, but we only got one, uh, two Yes, something like two, two away two episodes, in, the, in, yeah. in the last. So, uh, we well, welcome to our new new setup. Um, we're at, well coming to you live from Moonshots uh, in Adelaide. So, um, yeah, we've got ourselves a nice little cozy setup now. So, uh, hopefully, this will be our home for uh, a little bit longer to come. We've got the GT stripes on the desk, of course, and uh, and even some uh, audio visual uh, assistance for our audience. So, right. uh, we we feel like we've really stepped up our game. Here. Exactly, 200% more bicep as well. <laughs> we've got the t-shirts. We, 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 we've got t-shirts, yeah. it, it's awesome. We should have a merch store now, I'd imagine. That's, like, right. that's maybe next step for the it website. That's e- excellent. So, uh, <laughs> you know, as people are watching, I'm sure they're, they're, they're looking and thinking, oh, I would look good in one of those shirts. I you would, know? and then you've got your shirt as well, because you forgot to wear your Daily Combat shirt today. <laughs> I, I didn't know we were going to be matchy-match. Um, oh, I just, uh, you know, I'm going to come dressed as Dave. And you might come dressed as Matt, which sure you know you, you've changed it up. It's normally the uh, the Titans arm wrestling uh, t shirt, proudly sponsored by Real. And exactly. uh, but uh, you know the, uh, the the new the new setup, mate. Um, and and th- this kind of came about a little bit because we've um, we recently covered a, a local event uh, here in Adelaide, um, at the uh, the kickboxing there for Pride uh, fight series. And um, you know we, we we're basically just walking around, roaming around the place uh, backstage kind of no real way of identifying us asking people for interviews mm. um, but uh, now we've got shirts they'll know we're meant to be there asking them for interviews I hope that's right yeah as opposed to the way we normally do it it's, uh, <laughs> absolutely yeah so that was our that was our first kind of uh, live event um, to, to cover and, uh, and and a big night as well so uh, we're going to have uh, Carly Gangel uh, back on the podcast very very soon and she was the organiser of that event and uh, very kindly uh, offered for us to come along and, and cover it and uh, We've got some great footage, which... um where can people check that out, Matt? Yeah, so you can have a look at our YouTube channel, which is Daily Combat Podcast on YouTube. We've got all of our all of our podcasting is on all of your good, reputable podcasting hosting platforms. So Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, all of the the good, reputable brands. None of these terrible brands. <laughs> None of those ones you haven't heard That's of. That's right. All of your favourite places to download your podcast. So um, they... Now we're pretty much set up across the platforms now, whereas 
previously perhaps if you jumped online you might have found it a little bit hard to find as well uh, now uh, if you're tuning in on the Facebook page right now of course uh, you can jump straight over to our website you can also uh, register um, for our newsletter now uh, we haven't got anything going out there right now but what we will have is special offers to big events and especially as capacity start to grow at these events we hope to offer uh, special uh, offers discounts and opportunities and uh, VIP experiences uh, for our subscriber list so uh, um, yeah, when the opportunity comes along, jump on there. You can do that now, as a matter of fact, if you if you head over um, and uh, we'll grab all your details, make sure that uh, you're receiving the very best seats in the house when they become available. Mm. Um, but uh, going back to the Pride Fight Series, uh, great event, um, huge card, uh, nine, 19 fights. Oh, man, it was crazy. And it stuck to schedule as well. Which For the was, most part, yeah. yeah we got there in the end, I think. You know, they were, we were lagging about 20 minutes behind at one point, but uh, it made, had a couple of little uh, technical issues, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got back there on time in the end and uh, huge, huge attendance, over a 1,000 fight fans in the room. And I think a lot of people there had been looking forward to just getting out and enjoying some some live fight entertainment. And, uh, I mean, that they were certainly satisfied by the end of the night. What surprised me, though, the, the girls' fights. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they were um, some of the most evenly pitted and um, some of the best exchanges and, I would say, uh, some of the most enthusiastic fighters as well. Like, mm. they, they were in there for a fight, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and a great spectacle. Um, the whole evening, like mm. the... The, the lighting, um, the the sound guys did an awesome job. Uh, the uh, the branding around the event was uh, was exceptional. Ring announcer. You, you, the ring announcer was very attractive. Um, <laughs> I heard they were turning away people at the door because they'd heard the ring announcer it was so popular. Well, it was yeah, yeah. yeah had so. his dressing room uh, done up before he got there, and yeah, yeah. yeah I only had blue. Blue Skittles. Um, Water temperature, <laughs> right thirty-two up. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean to be. Uh, to yeah, to to be once again in front of a you know a crowd of over a thousand people and the energy in the room was just spectacular and from what I understand, many many more people watching online for the pay per view as well. I mean, there's such right. a huge appetite right now for combat sports that uh, you know people were tuning in from all around the world. It's uh, so a, a, a great night, some great fights. Um, we're going to have a full recap with Carly uh, very very soon, and mm-hmm. she'll step us forward. Uh, perhaps the the next plans uh, for uh, for Penny, um, who yeah. had uh, success against the Queensland state title holder That's right. on the, on the Tandia Singleton. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I was amazingly impressed with Pride Fight Series. Mm. I was blown away in some respects. Like, I've been to the UFC in Vegas. I've been to the UFC when they came here in Adelaide. Um, this wasn't far off of in terms of in terms of level of production. Uh, it's just that they were in a bigger arena, and you know they had their big screen TVs and that sort of thing. But yeah. as far as, like, the branding, I mean, the, the Pride logos were on, on their gloves, the shin pads, the, the, the heads, headset stuff, the, the ring, uh, the lighting entrances, the music. Um, it was amazing. A+. Plus, definitely. A+. Plus. Yeah, it was, it was quality. It was, like, world class. It mm. was, like, I was sitting there like, I can't believe this is here in, in Adelaide, you know? Yeah. Uh, and... In terms of a VIP experience, if fans are looking to get something like that, man, I had a VIP experience. That, <laughs> uh, that was one of the coolest things ever for me because, uh, you know, obviously we went along to cover the event mm. and it was, um, you know, Carly was fantastic to us and, and yourself allowing us to sort of 
get right at ringside. And I think I said in my coverage video of my um, little recap thing, I was I was so close. Like <laughs> I, I could I could have just put my hand out and grabbed the guy's leg, like yeah. they were fighting, you know. Sweat's coming over you. It's like when they hit the the ring ropes that like you're leaning back. So yeah, like, yeah. Oh like, god. <laughs> uh, yeah, amazing. you almost ended up with some fighters in your lap on a couple of yeah. occasions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it was uh like with Carly said, you know, they all came out, did their uh, proper Muay Thai entrance with you know the, the traditional, like not dance but like that that movement yeah. stuff that they do. Yeah, um, that made it interesting. And there was music during the actual fights as mm. well, which kept that atmosphere there. So yeah, yeah. almost like a festive feel. Uh, in in what can be sometimes quieter moments, especially as the night drags on. But mm. it, it, the the energy remained high in the room mm. right throughout the event, which. I was kind of wondering at what point it might wane because with 19 fights, you know, you've really got to keep the attention of those thousand people. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, the conversation levels start to rise and, and, you know, it can impact on the, the fighter's psyche. You know, they're there, they're in the, in, in the fight of their lives in that moment and everybody's having a chat about what, what they're going to do later on or something yeah. like that. But, no, the whole night, you know, the eyes were on the ring. The action was was electric and uh, the atmosphere I think uh, did a lot to encourage people to remain engaged for the whole night yeah absolutely I really liked that music during the event and I could see that just playing it around at home now just as you're doing, <laughs> doing the housework <laughs> that's right yeah yeah. yeah. mostly yeah. it's the doom soundtrack and I like <laughs> destroy the dishes while I'm trying to clean them <laughs> um, no it's a uh, it it created, as you said, that different atmosphere that kept people engaged and there was like you're watching a show, like you, the show is continually going because mm. the music and the sound was always there. Whereas, um, and I think this is, I've, I've noticed this with the UFC, like, uh, you know, the first fight will start, the crowd is there, there might be 10,000, 16,000 people there yeah. um, and everyone's loud and it's like they play the entrance music, they do the fighter introduction and then it goes silent. And yeah. it's like the lights go on the, the thing and the lights go out everywhere else. The lights are on the cage. And it's like there is, you know, if you've got a bad crowd mm. of rowdy fools. It's revealed in that moment, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, everyone's excited for the first few fights. And as you said, if it goes on and you might get some boring fights or some fights that go decisions that, you know, weren't, weren't a lot of competitive back and forth action. Yeah. Um, and people are drinking and they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're not really invested in the thing. They just wanted a Saturday night out at the fights or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they start booing and then, they, yeah, yeah, and that really can change the atmosphere of the event and you might have 100%. a bad experience there. Whereas when you've got that music involved, it's still one level of, even if the fights are not, you know, at the most exciting thing you've ever seen, it is still, you are watching a show for, progress and, and mm. perform being performed so i think that might be a, a takeaway that uh other sports might sort of say well this is something that that could be could be implemented to keep that so, so you're interest. saying the supermarkets have had it right all along you need the background music <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. except for the except for the announcement every uh 10 minutes where they tell you to keep your kid out of the trolley <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought it was great. Uh, I, 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 in terms of that energy in the room, you know, that you had the um, the ebbs and flows as the fighters were coming out. They they all had their their songs um, that that meant something to them, and uh, and and normally contemporary. And then they came out. They had that very traditional and and respect really respectful um, posture at the ring, and then they uh, undertook the ritual. 
and uh, and then that was kind of like a real uh, moment of reverence, and it seemed like the crowd uh, were also really respectful of that 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 yeah. process. Um, because as we were getting further behind in terms of timing for the night, you know, it would have been really easy to say, "Hey, let's not do that." Um, but it was one of those essential cultural elements that was so important to the event. Um, and uh, and and naturally something uh, that Carly and the organisers have a lot of reverence for, and mm. uh, so uh, you know we, we continue to go through, even though that might have added you know an extra half an hour, or could have e- easily been taken out and uh, given us half hour back into the schedule to make it all comfortable. But uh, you know the fighters are prepared for that. Um, in often cases, they they had the traditional headgear, and um, and so uh, you know it, it was uh, yeah one of the beautiful things for the for the night. But the nice contrast between that and and the contemporary music and the and the lighting and um it, it just made for a fantastic night that seemed to just fly by too mm. you know it's it, it literally felt like an, a, a couple of hours went by and really it was five or six hours yeah. between walking into the room doing sound checks to you know packing up the chairs uh, and, and heading home mm. um so it was um but a, a fantastic event um i'm really looking forward to having carly back to get her insights and um and to see what her plans are now for the future having done mm. such a great job with that event what else uh, that it is that she perhaps has has planned mm, exactly and plus plus the fact that they kept the fights rolling like mm. it was uh there's no as break one's done yeah then here's the next one here's the next one here's the next one mm. uh the difference between that style and what the ufc is doing and, and always has been doing is to to stick to their pay-per-view schedule mm. their event is scheduled out regardless as to what happens. So if you get two fighters walk out and they get a knockout in 10 seconds, mm. you're going to be waiting for half an hour for the next fight. Like yeah. And they will play their promo packages and, that you know, they're prepared for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they'll keep the, you know, the, I guess the crowd invested in what's going on while there's no fight going on. They've got their, you know, stuff that comes up on their screens. This is uh, whatever the main event and they'll play that back and forth, the countdowns and all the rest of it. Yeah. But it with Pride, it was like, there's fights that start at 5.30 and they run until it's done. <laughs> it runs until we're all over and done. Yeah, it, it was uh, yeah, it was action-packed, you know, and I think if you uh, uh, went along to get your fill after months and months of not being able to attend live events, then uh, that was a, a great one to, to... You certainly, if you bought tickets to that, got your money's worth, mm. absolutely. And, um, and I guess leads us into uh, DFC's event uh, coming up. Now, this, uh, because of COVID and restrictions, been one of those events that's been uh, postponed and, and reorganised and, and is now coming to us um, at the end of November. So I think 22nd of November is the is the date that's been pencilled in for that one. And, uh, and all things looking good on the horizon in terms of COVID timing. Um, and now borders opening up, which is spectacular and is going to uh, lead to a few more a uh, few more bouts taking place that would have otherwise uh, not uh, perhaps had uh, happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still really hard to fill out a, a full card at the moment. So I think there's 12 fights that are, are penciled in, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps with another couple to be added now that the borders are it's now seemingly that the borders are open. But that'll be probably the first opportunity for uh, MMA fighters to, to come together at an elite level for 
the best part of uh, a year now. Um, so uh, some of those fighters are actually going to be a little bit rusty. Um, uh, the, the, but nonetheless, you know, I'm sure they're all keen to test themselves now after uh, having plied themselves in the gym and, and at home uh, for months and months and uh, been dreaming of this moment. So uh, it's going to be huge. Um, the numbers in terms of uh, capacity, uh, so typically you can fit 1,360 people there at the Adelaide Oval um, in the uh, McGarry room, but... Uh, access has been restricted to I think it's 940 uh, it might be 960 spots um, so uh, tickets are on sale now for that event and uh, if people are um, uh, keen they can go to diamondbackfc.com and uh, and reserve their tickets uh, right now there's some fantastic ringside tickets that, that are available but they'll get gobbled up really quickly yeah. um, normally that room's full there's 1300 fight fans there um, and uh, so, you know, obviously a little bit harder and it's been a long, long wait. So uh, get on to diamondbackfc.com uh, right now and uh, secure your tickets if you haven't already done so. Um, but it's going to be a huge night and uh, and I believe a couple of titles will be on the line as well. Uh, a couple of uh, debutantes and uh, some much-anticipated uh, uh, heavyweight action as well. So uh, stay tuned uh, for more announcements from uh, Diamondback on that. And uh, we hope to uh, have uh, Diamond, uh, Diamondback's uh, team in here and a couple of their fighters in the lead-up to uh, to the big event as well. Mm. Well, we did have uh, one of the co-owners of Diamondback in Greg Hearn. He was on the podcast, I think, episode three, two or three. Absolutely. Um, yeah, great, great story. Awesome oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Absolutely. And lots someone you want to get in the cage with <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but uh, yeah he's uh, so um uh, well, it'd be fantastic if, if him and Craig could uh, come over and uh, and have a bit of a chin wag uh, in the lead up to the event and bring a, a couple of their guys around um because uh yeah i think uh, I think this is going to be this is really going to cement diamond back as the as the premier. Uh, promotion in MMA I think yeah. they're, they're now uniquely placed that having uh, now run the um the Apex event um, more recently at the Nord Oval and uh, they're one of the few promotions now that can run uh, huge uh, events, mm. like large-scale events. Mm. Um, and uh, so they're going to bring all of that knowledge to MMA and I think you're going to see some pretty huge things happen over the next 12 to 18 months as Australia opens up and, and Diamondback uh, and, and, and starts to discover Diamondback fighting championship. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, from what I understand, you know, national ambitions are, are afoot and, uh, and I think uh, they may be best poised to be that UFC of Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Apex event was another event that was just amazing. Yeah, you know, it just was like there were so many things there. Uh, I mean, I was obviously running the arm wrestling side of stuff, so I didn't get a chance to get around to everything. But <laughs> there was like what twenty different combat sports going on all at the same time, and people that bought a ticket could just walk in and just walk around and go and watch kickboxing, then go and watch arm wrestling, go and watch. The funny thing for me, like we were set up right next to the like the medieval knights. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, to be honest, I thought it was going to be a bit silly. Like I thought it was going to be guys like you know, messing around in, in... But these guys were going it so... It was insane. It, it was like a, an area roughly, say, twice... <laughs> I was commentating for that, so it was roughly twice the size of, say, a, a cage yeah. uh, or a ring, and there was... But there was, like, five guys in there with swords and battle axes. <laughs> they were hitting with, like, full force. I looked over, and there was a guy in the corner, and another guy had an axe, a literal axe. <laughs> 
And he was smashing the other guy in the head, like, over and over, like, full, like, tree-chropping power. Uh, I'm Obviously, he had a helmet and it wasn't going through or anything, but I was like, my God! <laughs> it was unbelievable. I, uh, that was, yeah, a lot different to what I thought it was going to be. Oh, no, I thought it was just a nerd fest, and then you get over there and these... But the the, the, the equipment, like, it's so, so expensive as yeah. well. Oh, like, yeah. it, like, they've got proper kind of... Um, uh, knights uniforms and that right. type of thing, you know, what, what do you call them? The, uh, the chain mail and stuff? Yeah, all of all that type of, of stuff. Your suits of armour. Right. Uh, that type of, the, the helmets, you know, it's, it's all heavy stuff. Like, I mean, that, if any, they were all sweating all day, oh, you yeah. know. But that was, that, that, was a, that was spectacular. And I think, so uh, that's that type of novelty type of uh, element to those events is, uh, is awesome for those groups because, you know, people get to discover them and, you know, blow preconceptions like they did with us. And yeah. uh, so from what I also understand, there's um, some plans afoot for some short-form alternative football rules okay. uh, for uh, t- for the next event. Um, so, uh, yeah, so maybe that'll be a Diamondback football championship. I don't know. But wow. there's uh, so there's something pretty cool afoot there. Um, and uh, so I think next year it's just more of the same but with, more interesting stuff. Um, hopefully, uh, numbers uh, as restrictions lift further uh, um, are also freed up, and so you know, instead of five thousand people making their way there, it's ten or fifteen thousand. Yeah. But you know, I guess that, that all crescendos at the end of the night with uh, with the MMA, mm. and so uh, it's a uh, that in itself might be the biggest attended MMA event in Australia wow. uh, next year. So, so yeah, so stay tuned for more um, yeah. huge announcements coming uh, uh, on. That on the Diamondback uh, FC front, yeah. Um, so, um, but uh, you know what I want to bring your attention to, and I've had this just sitting in front of me, oh, and I've been, I've been, uh, people watching on the uh, from home might have just seen my eyes, eyes trail off on this it's a little bit. Island boy song, it's an island boy. Um, so <laughs> hashtag island boy. Um, so um, <laughs> Mike Tyson uh, breaks his silence on a Logan Paul fight. So uh, wow. now, so Logan Mike Tyson v Logan. Paul, I'm just going to play this for you now. Uh, Maze, this is actually going to happen. Hang on. What's going on? Whoops. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Is that the audio going? Well, as it turns out, you need volume. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, amazing. Weird. Here we go. It's amazing. You think? No, wait, wait. This is. Oh, see, guys. You see a white boy, you know. I'm talking about Boxing legend Mike Tyson will make his return to the boxing ring against YouTuber Logan Paul, according to recent reports. Okay, so before we get copywritten on that, so uh, it, it's uh, essentially that was um, Mike Tyson releasing a, a series of expletives with respect to uh, his what he's going to do to, mm. to Logan Paul, which... Um, I think those thoughts have run through most people's minds before. <laughs> uh, so Mike Tyson's not alone there, and uh, I think I think the world's got behind Mike Tyson now um, for no other reason than uh, he can do to uh, Logan Paul what everybody else wants to. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, so big big news um, uh, on that front. Uh, what's your first impressions about that? I don't like it. You don't like it. Why don't you I like, don't like it? it at all? I do you, like do you not like it for the same reasons that you didn't like Evander Holyfield losing or Tito Ortiz being knocked out in three yeah. seconds? Or I would have liked that if he didn't lose. I would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. if he <laughs> keep fighting forever, if he keeps winning. <laughs> That's right. Indeed, indeed. Uh, no, but so what? what okay. 
There's 73 you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, basically, the, the Mike Tyson fight, the, the last one he had against Roy Jones Jr. I don't mm. think either of them looked good in that. I mean, it was fun to watch. It was, yeah. you know, it was like a bit of nostalgia. And, you know, if you're tuning in expecting to see 19 year old Mike Tyson yeah. uh, and, you know, the, the elite Roy Jones Jr., you're a fool. Uh, it's like obviously they've retired and now they're coming back. And this is um, a bit of fun. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, this is fun. You know, you've got. Here it is. It's Mike Tyson. He's back in the ring, and it's joined, you know, Roy Jones Jr. and he's a legend. And it's like they're going to have a match. Um, you know, it was it was interesting. Uh, um, the level, the skill level, was just not there. Like, it, you know, I think Roy was just trying to get through the fight, and uh, I think Mike gassed after the first round. Um, <laughs> I don't see this going well at all for for Mike Tyson. I. Uh, He's either going to get a knockout in the first round or he's just going to get pummeled for the rest. Uh, yeah. I mean, Logan isn't a, a bad boxer. Uh, that's the thing that a lot of people have sort of missed is that they think that this guy's a punk YouTuber. Mm. And it's like he has skills. He is legitimately quite good. And when you see – when I don't know if you saw the fight with Floyd Mayweather, he yeah. did really well. He went uh, – It was not embarrassing for him right. by any means. He, he – uh, he can definitely walk away from that very, very proud of his efforts. Absolutely. He landed a lot of shots. He, he moved well, uh, kept his composure throughout the fight. He did get clocked a couple of times and stayed in there and grab, you know, um, clinched up. He was very impressive. As as an amateur going against one of the best of all time, a 50-0 Floyd Mayweather, he did a, a spectacular Admirably. job. Um, so obviously Mike Tyson is a different sort of fighter. He's a heavyweight. He's not tiny Floyd Mayweather. These guys are about the same weight, though. Right. Logan, Logan Paul and Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, well, they'd be over 100 kilos. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Logan Paul, about 200 pounds thereabouts, or maybe okay. weighs down to that. So, yeah, yeah, they, they could both come in heavyweight in this. Right. Yeah, mm. so I think Mike's skill, obviously, is getting inside and landing just brutal combinations. He loves his body shot. He's got that bouncing style where he bounces underneath uh, mm. The heavyweights um, sort of probing jabs, and you know he'll come up with that power. But whether or not he can still do that, I could. When we were watching, I was watching the Roy Jones Jr. fight. He just couldn't do that. I mean, Roy, Roy is very elusive, and mm. and he was being elusive throughout that fight. Mm. I don't think it's going to work out well. I think it'll be fun to watch, and it'll be like, oh wow, this is going to be Mike Tyson versus, and Mike's going to go in and smash him. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen at all. Yeah. I think that if I, I might actually put some money on Logan Paul. <laughs> 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 well, it's uh, he. Well, look, it, it wouldn't. It, okay, so is this a? Is it because people don't want to think about what happens if? If Mike Tyson loses, is Mike that Tyson it? losing to Mike Tyson. Uh, sorry, uh, Logan, Mike Tyson losing to Logan Paul. Yeah, would <laughs> not be people good. would be so angry about it. Yeah, that's and it's. I, in my opinion, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, we might have to have a bit of a side uh, ledger on that one. Oh, you know, okay. you know uh, yeah. Well, I, I just feel like I, uh, you know. There's so much on the line for Mike Tyson here, like it's legacy. It's um, it, he's got the whole boxing uh, fraternity kind of behind him. Every 
everybody that hates Logan Paul, the other ninety eight percent of the world's population, everybody's behind him. So mm. I, I, I want to see him do it. I want to see him knock him out. And like in one of those, uh, yeah, nineteen year old Mike Tyson style <laughs> uh, flurries in the first round. I think there's two different mindsets, and one is Logan Paul is out to prove everyone wrong, mm. and that's what he thrives on that and mm. thrives on people telling him you're an idiot you suck the haters inspire him mm. and he wants to prove everyone wrong he wants to go against the best people and well you know the, the people that he can get the opportunity with and mm. say uh, Floyd Mayweather I'll go in I'll go in there and I'll prove everybody wrong and that's the motivation he's pushing through with mm. Mike Tyson if you've seen when things aren't going his way he gets Falls yeah. apart in yeah. a little way, and I don't want to say this negatively, mm. but that it's like his his dominating style is devastating. When it when somebody survives that, like Buster Douglas, mm. uh, you know, and things start turning against him, mm. he does tend to crumble. Mm. And I sort of did see a bit of that with the Roy Jones fight. Mm. First round, he's there, he's ready to be the killer. I'm ready to go in and destroy. Mm. After the first round, he's like, I'm breathing heavy, everything, mm. the world's caving in, you know, yeah. though everyone's watching me and I've got all this expectation. So mm. if you're coming in as a, to try and do it for other people, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that athletes make, especially in combat sports. If you are going in to fight for somebody else, you'll lose because mm. you need to fight for yourself first. Mm. It needs to be you wanting to achieve and to victory and you're going to sacrifice. It doesn't matter who else is there. It could be anybody there. Yeah. But you're going to get it done. If, if I watch a pre-fight interview with somebody and they say, I'm doing this for my kids, I'm doing this for somebody, I'm, you know, like, I'm betting against you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so something else, uh, just uh, uh, outside of, uh, slightly outside of the purview of combat sports, but certainly within the uh, the, the realms of our podcast here, is our co-host uh, yeah. Isabella Rossitano hasn't been with us over recent right. times, and uh, some people have questioned uh, her absence and mm. what might be going on there. And uh, there's uh, no doubt that, uh, well, um, that she, she has been absent and it's been somewhat of a secret mission. Yeah, that's um, right. And, but uh, we can now openly talk about it because uh, it's now on our screen. So, so <laughs> is, Izzy's joined the cast of uh, SAS on Channel SAS Australia on Channel 7. That's right. And uh, so you can click on your screens if you've been missing Izzy, of course, um, as we all have. You can now jump on telly and catch up with her uh, most nights of the week on Channel yeah. 7. Uh, so, uh, so exciting, exciting news for her um from what i understand she's now in quarantine uh in in sydney uh somewhere uh somewhere near her cousin's cafe secret location. <laughs> <laughs> in a secret location uh working out uh what comes next um right. so uh with uh, uh with all of the media and the expectations around uh what happens with um uh, a tv program of that nature um so she's uh she's there for a little while and we really hope to be able to uh, get it all hooked up here so that we can uh continue our conversations i know izzy's super keen to share some of her uh behind the scenes uh thoughts and uh and, and what really went on um and how perhaps what was uh, or has been filmed has not been represented as a as it perhaps was experienced in the moment. So uh, very interesting, a, a little bit like um, uh, Jordan Biggie Stevens when he was uh, yeah. on our podcast where he said, you know, it was at that moment that I realised this is a TV show yeah. and my feelings don't really count and what 
maybe reality doesn't count as much right. as the show, and and so uh, so a few a few of those uh, behind the scenes. Uh, uh, moments uh, will, will be shared mm. uh, so stay tuned and uh, and we, we can't wait to get Izzy back on the podcast so Absolutely. more importantly oh for sure and it's exciting and f- to finally know what it was kept <laughs> no, we're secretly, completely in the dark yeah. if any producers out there thinking she gave away any spoilers <laughs> I had no idea what she was talking about <laughs> the whole time I was it was like, so cryptic yeah. she, she kind of alludes to something <laughs> and then you start going okay so she's gone to uh where? Yeah. Where, 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 <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> you talk exactly. around it. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was, there was a lot of like oh, potential. I think I had about six different shows. Uh, we knew it was a TV show. Right. We knew that much. Or, yeah, or, uh, yeah some kind of production. Right. Something was going on. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. But, I think I had a list of like, you know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So maybe you're, it's jo- this. you're jotting down yeah. all of the shows produced in Australia. That's right. Okay. SAS was my number one. This is how you found that guy in Texas who was giving you shit. Exactly. I tracked him down. I got that guy. Yeah. That's one of my proudest moments. So you did start, you started, you went into that mode a little bit to try and work out what where, where uh, what the tv show was what izzy was up to yeah and, i yeah, didn't have to try and get a geo <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> izzy's location that's right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely it's a bluetooth triangulation just to finally <laughs> work it all out hook into the fbi network uh, <laughs> you know, cia uh, surveillance kit yeah uh, <laughs> um no she i uh, think that just some of the stories that she told about um that she had boxed with a you know a six foot three guy. She'd mentioned that a couple of times, and um, having watched the. But I, I thought, but that was I thought that was like a while ago. Yeah. But that was before the podcast. But then she went away. Yeah. See, this is what confused ah, me. So, yeah. so she'd already had that bout in uh, whilst we were filming the first series of That's the Daily right. Combat podcast. So, they, they, so she was talking about that fight, but that fight happened in the TV show. That's right. Ah. but I so they filmed SAS Australia like a year ago. Mm. Oh, did they? Yeah. Fuck off, really? <laughs> yes. So she's had to keep this a secret for a year. Yeah. Now, what is she so cryptic? She'd forgotten what, what right. she was doing. It was a year ago. That's right. Get out. So, yeah. oh, I didn't, I, I had no idea. So, ah. so she'd done all of that yeah. a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she must have gone back to film some other stuff off then. Did it get cut short because of COVID or something? They would have filmed the whole thing. They filmed the whole thing. Yeah. And then it goes into um, production, post-production. Right. Yeah, uh, and then they would have scheduled when they were going to play it, right? Uh, and then edited it, and you know, dramatized everything that they possibly could. Yes, seen how the previous um, series of SAS Australia was going. If it was yeah. rating well, we've got another one in the bag, ready it's, to go. It's already filmed. It's it's yeah, it's loaded. Right. So that's how a lot of shows will work. Is that they're so making okay, especially reality TV. It's cheap. It's cheap. It's easy to make. Yeah, um, you get local people that are, don't cost much money. Yeah, um, you don't have a script. You don't have a you know a, a, a scenes that you have to get. You don't have writers to worry exactly. about. It's you, like here's the scenario. Throw them in there. We'll film it. It's all in the post production. That's right. For the most part, isn't it? You kind of tease out your storylines and exactly, work yeah. it out from there. So, uh, well, I'm totally confused now because now she's back in New South Wales. I thought she was filming over there, or just come back from New Zealand or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> she went there to do did a boxing you, Did she go there just to, like, play out the story even more? <laughs> like, now, it's so cryptic. Just to confuse you. Just this whole thing. She's actually uh, here I'm easily confused. <laughs> <laughs> She's here in the studio. She's behind that wall. <laughs> Come out. Time. <laughs> no, she went over to New Zealand to do a boxing camp. Oh, was that what she went there for? That's, yeah, she said that. So it wasn't even related. <laughs> 
fucking idea what's going oh, on. Oh, excellent. So, oh, right. And that's why she's in the thing. So she's been doing the boxing camp in New Zealand. She did that. I thought that go. was code. I thought that was a bullshit <laughs> story. I thought that was a bullshit story. Because oh. when I said, oh, you're in New Zealand, I thought, oh, maybe they've been filming in New right. Zealand because yeah. she was saying, oh, I've, got, I've got this thing, but I can't say what the thing is. But right. I'm, So I'm, I've got to go away to do the thing. Yeah. But I thought the thing was the TV show, but it wasn't. It was the boxing camp, yes. obviously. So it's she's gone over to do Australia the boxing camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they might have just done it there because of COVID or fucking something. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, basically the same country anyway. I mean, nobody would. Yeah, you can't tell. Um, and and uh, so so the uh, yeah okay all right so that makes sense. So she's been uh, and now she's been boxing. Yeah. So ah uh, so I thought she was staying with the boxing people while she was in New Zealand doing the SAS and then they did the whole thing. So she got uh, unfortunately all caught up in all of that bullshit and wasn't able to come back. And, right. You know, uh, for, well from what I understand, well, like one of the one of her stories is no doubt going to be to the extent that it cost her a bloody fortune oh, and, yeah. uh, because she was stranded in New Zealand, she couldn't come back. Yeah. Um and uh, you know and then when she got back, you know she's got uh, you know a quarantine in in New South Wales. So yeah, and then. I don't know what the restrictions are currently, but uh, whether or not she's going to get back in South Australia or if she has to quarantine again. <laughs> Izzy hasn't been outside for three months. Yeah, <laughs> and then when she was, she was in New Zealand. Yeah, the sun right. didn't shine. That's right. um, <laughs> but uh, no, she went to the um, New Zealand to do a boxing camp. Um, and I think that's why she was putting up all the, the boxing stuff on her Instagram. Oh, she's always put stuff up there. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, just, oh yeah, he's boxing. She likes boxing, doesn't she? Boxing she's riding a boxing at the same time as yeah. the SAS game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. She's such a bloody polymath. She's yeah. always got something on the go. It's and crazy. Then, You're talking to her, and it's like. <laughs> it's the stuff she's done. It's like, oh, you know, when I was in medical school, and I'm like. <laughs> How old are you? You're 20, aren't you? You know why? Because when we've had friends like that and right. they've said stories like that, they've always been bullshitting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, oh, you know, when I was in medical school. When you went to medical school? Oh, yeah, I went to medical school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Don't yeah. ask me any questions about it because <laughs> I won't be able to answer. But, but you legitimately went. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, you know when, it, when I was trying out for the Olympics. What the fuck? Yeah. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, when I was an Olympic canoeist. Uh, when I was at the Australian Institute of Sport. When, 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 when was this exactly? Yeah. At the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, at the same time. Same time as the Boston Music Conservatory. Yeah, that's right. The only rapper to be inducted yeah. into the, she, the, the every time there's a there's a, something weird. that's why like it's not, they're not exactly surprises now and it's slightly confusing because right. if there was just one element of her life that was extraordinary <laughs> that you'd remember it wouldn't you right. you know if you went oh yeah oh, well Izzy's the girl that was really good at uh, you know canoeing right you know oh, yeah. she's the canoe chick that's all I've she got does. enough room in my head for a canoe <laughs> chick like right. Izzy canoe great. Right. But it's like canoe, it's doctors, it's boxing, it's uh, fighting a giant, it's... Uh, yeah. So, uh, and on the fight with the giant, so, like, uh, I mean, for people that um, perhaps have only seen Izzy sitting behind a counter, like, she's not that much taller, actually. Right. She, she's, yeah. she's, not, she's not the biggest person. But she uh, volunteered to take on some dude that was six foot three, some giant guy, and then they didn't even use oh. it. They didn't even use the footage. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's been waiting to yeah. show the world. I hope she gets some kind of rushes or something she can put together. So she can... Because otherwise, I mean... Is it just one of those stories? Oh, because she's built it up. But like, okay, she did go to the AIS. Okay, she did get into medical school. Okay, (laughs) so are we now doubting her when she's saying she's taking on guys that are like two hundred and eighty pounds and six foot four? Are we, you know? Yeah. Well, they did the thing. I think that she (laughs) because they did like a next episode 
is going to be this thing and it was like a little preview and it was her putting on the the headgear and then the guy putting on the headgear and the boxing gloves and it was like oh this is going to be the episode the next episode is going to be that match yeah <laughs> didn't play it. And which is just you know horrendous uh from i wonder know, why they pulled it did she fight did she fight too well did uh, what, what i mean what what happened i, I mean because I would have loved to have kept the footage so we can commentate it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Will, will we ever know? Will we ever know? Are, are there, will footage ever leak? <laughs> well, hopefully. <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, you would think the producers for the contestants to say, hey, look, can I get the footage maybe of that? Maybe they're saving that for personal. the end of the season. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, potentially. Maybe. Uh, it might be a talking point that, that, hey, they own the footage and it's like we can bring this out at any time we want. Mm. So I it might be difficult to actually get hold of it as not a member of the Channel 7's, um, you know, production crew because I don't think that they would just willy-nilly, so he's here, here, I'll finish, here you go, do whatever you like with it. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> it didn't cost us money to make. No. So, uh, no that, yeah. So, but so we may never see it this way. Mm, potentially, potentially. <laughs> yeah, but I think there is a, a point of time, like if they said, okay, the season has aired, it's finished, We've done what we have to. Yeah, and then maybe in a couple of years, you might be able to say, hey, can I get that footage now? And they'll look at it and go, is there any damage to us that could happen if we release this footage? Or, mm. you know, is there, could we potentially still make money off of this? Or, you know, I mean, that's what that's the attitude that they're going to be adopting with, because it is essentially their product. Mm. So it, and that's of course if it ever happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can recreate it. I'm six three. She can fight. She can knock me out. Can, maybe we can do a reenactment. Okay. You know, remember in the eighties when there was like a horrific crime or something? They yeah. would they'd reenact it, and right. there'd be, always be that little thing down the bottom of the screen. This is a reenactment. Dramatization. This is dramatization. Yeah. These people are actors. That's the only and time I've ever seen that word. Yes, <laughs> dramatization. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so maybe, maybe that's what we can do in studio here now that we've got a little bit more room we can right. reenact the the fight yeah. um and uh yeah that, that if we can't get the footage that's what i think that's what we do we'll create the footage we'll create the footage yeah we'll create it yeah we'll recreate it we'll, we'll, we'll perhaps <laughs> establish a set um and uh yeah recreate right. that yeah. yeah that'd be awesome um i think you could well, be like a leaner, like fitter right. version, like like they do in Hollywood. Like they just yeah. get, oh yeah, yeah, it was it was a, it was a heavyweight, but we're going to get a guy in. He's like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're fitter, leaner, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I think the biggest um, uh, change that they've made in a character uh, that people got upset about was when Tom Cruise played uh, Jack Reacher. I don't know if you know who Jack Reacher is, but uh, it's based on the series of books. Um, and Jack Reacher in the books is like six foot six uh, huge guy like intimidating and that's a a main part of his character is that he's this wanderer you know who goes and solves people's um he's not a fucking gnome exactly (laughs) and then they're they're like okay we're gonna make a jack reacher movie and they're all the fans fantastic awesome it's gonna be great big production big money involved uh and then it's like okay the lead character is tom cruise and it was like hey what Five foot four, Tom Cruise. Because the, the, the guy that does Big Bird wasn't available. <laughs> but he, yeah, he yeah. I mean, oh, from I mean, this is the thing <laughs> that people don't get is is it's a business. It's money. It's money making. They need to make money. Yeah, and, exactly. And if you put Tom Cruise 
actor's name on a film, well, you're going to make money on it. And, it. and it's kind of the same with these reality TV shows as well. And um, uh, and, and and full credit to Izzy, for instance, because um, she her, her Instagram is on fire. Like, if you follow Izzy on Instagram, she's an interesting person just to follow. I, I do suggest anybody who follows the podcast to jump on and, and check out her profile because um, she posts like she's got a million followers. Um and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really, really interesting mix of content, high volume, high frequency. Uh, her social media game is uh, exceptional. And I think it takes that type of dedication to your social media game now in order to secure a role on a movie mm. or, um, you know, to get a, 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 a spot as a cast member on a reality TV show. Yeah. Um, or, you know... Uh, to get a fight with Mike Tyson, like yeah. you, you know, yeah. it's um, that type of clout. It now is uh, is a, something that's uh, bankable, mm. um, and uh, you know what? Why would uh, well, you know for the same reasons that people are interested in a, a Logan Paul Mike Tyson fight? You know, they're interested that you know the chick that they follow uh, on Instagram, who's uh, you know a canoeist, who's a, is now on TV, uh, or vice versa. Yeah. Hopefully, more people do discover Izzy as a result of um, uh, seeing her on TV because mm. uh, she is by far and away one of the most interesting young women that you're likely to come across. Uh, full stop. Absolutely. Um, so. Um, and, and a, quite an inspirational story there in the background as well. So yeah. uh, definitely definitely a, a great one for not just young women to follow but for everybody to, to check out. But uh, So, yeah, social media is such a, a big thing now and in the combat sports world uh, what I'm noticing is that there's a lot of young fighters that are still uh, – and, and because when, you know, I get a fight card in front of me, for instance, I, I see the names and sometimes I, I struggle with some of the pronunciations mm. and, you know, uh, there's uh, – uh, and, and it's, it's sometimes difficult to, you know, you don't want to be disrespectful to these fighters. Yep. Um, and so, you know, you jump on social media and, you you know, I hope that they've said their name before, yeah. you know, they put, you know, or whatever, and you kind of go through and, and you kind of check some of these uh, think these guys and, and girls out. And, you know, they, they, they can let themselves down, you know, because uh, there's uh, so much uh, upside to them uh, being professional in their social media management. You know, they, they can have their personal account by all means, but when it comes to their fighter profile, a lot of them don't even have one, mm. uh, first and foremost. They don't have a distinct profile. It's kind of like their nights out with their friends and then, you know, there might be a couple of things about them training, and but it's not really sponsor-friendly. You know, they really need yeah. to set up a, a profile that's for their fighter persona, uh, whatever that might be, you know, but if they're an MMA fighter, for instance, and that's where their MMA stuff goes. That's mm. where a sponsor can go and kind of see what you're up to, what you're doing, how you represent their other spo- your other sponsors. Um, they can see your, your work ethic, um, the people that you're spending time with. Um, they can see how you're representing yourself as you're leading up to a fight. And all of those things count as you go through the, the levels of, of professionalism in the fight game. And those fundamentals are so easy to get right early on. Um, So I I would suggest to uh, young fighters of of all types to take a note out of Izzy's book and uh, and, and post and like you've got a million followers, like you've got the attention of a million people every day. Uh, understand that you you might be starting with a tribe of twelve. Um, It doesn't it doesn't matter. You know we all start with zero followers, and and ultimately, you know you do things in, in the same way with fighting. Be disciplined, do it every day, move forward one step at a time and, you know, one day you'll look back and, and it will be three years from now and, and you'll have 5,000 followers yeah. um, and sponsors that are keen to get in front of those 5,000 
followers mm. um, or fight promoters who are weighing up who the next matchup's going to be and yeah. is it going to be the matchup between the guy that's got no social media presence, no audience, no attention, or is it going to be with the person that's uh, posting like a, like a superstar mm. and has uh, you know five to 10,000 people engaged with what they're doing every week? Well, yeah. I know from a fight promoter's for the same reason, that bankability perspective yeah. is always going to go with the person with the with the bigger social media profile. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, there's so much about marketing that so many people miss that side of, of their success in any industry. I mean, you look at it like a personal trainer, right? You, you're a personal trainer. I feel at like the we gym. should be having fight things up there with some beautiful landscapes <laughs> in the background. <laughs> it's there. jumped off to this the screen service. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, maybe there's a fight that took place in that alley. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so, say you're a personal trainer, right, at the gym, and there's eight other personal trainers there. You're all going to be doing the same thing of like, you know, this is the results, this is the thing. Um, the person who's going to be successful is the person who knows how to market. Yeah. If you know how to bring people and attention to yourself as a personal trainer, as a fighter, as a ring announcer, as a podcaster, as something where if you are able to get people to see what it is, to recognize what it is, that is so important in finding success. And you'll find this across every industry. Uh, so, you know, like toothpaste, you think Colgate is like that's – they're number one. Like, who else is there? How many other companies make toothpaste? It's mm. like they have captured that market and they have marketed themselves well. Maybe there's brands out there that are way better, way better, but people don't know about them, so yeah. they don't care. Same with fighting. You know, if you're a tremendous fighter and it's like, but nobody knows who you are, you're going to struggle to get fights. Yeah. And it's not until you go out and put on a spectacular performance and that performance is used by the promotion to promote you mm. so maybe you're banking on somebody else doing the work for you and that can work in some instances some people are just not charismatic or they're not interested in doing yeah. that whatsoever but yeah. they need to still recognize that this is an important part of your success and if you're not going to do it because you're that's not who you are that's um you know that's not part of your personality you don't like to talk on camera you don't like to talk to people but recognize that it is an important part of finding success, so build a team that will do it for you. Mm. You don't have to be sitting in front of a camera talking, but get people that are posting on your behalf, creating content on your behalf, following you around with a camera. Yep. They're filming you. They're, they're the ones creating the story for you. Because if you don't do that, as you said, the promoters, that when it comes down to, I want to put on an event, but I need to make money out of this event, I'm not going to lose money on it. Mm. And if I'm going to put um, Joe Smith, who's got five followers one of the best fighters in the state, no one knows it. Yeah. Uh, or this guy who's got 60,000 followers, everyone knows who he is, everyone wants to see him fight, mm. but he's average. Yeah. I'm going with the average dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's all about ticket sales. You know, if you're talking about venues that have got, you know, a thousand people there, you know, if you've got, if you've got followers, you know, um, and you've got more followers than it'd fill a room, you're bankable in... in the combat sports business yeah. um, is, and it's one of the reasons why you know the the celebrity crossovers and the crossovers between uh, MMA and boxing have proven so successful, um, and why these uh, why the Mike Tyson bouts have created so much um, hype is because. 
people are interested. Yeah. There's uh, there's a, a series, there's intertwining narratives there that pique people's attention. Um, uh, and it's not necessarily because of what these people have done in the ring either, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's because, in a lot of cases, we've followed these people's journey for years and we w- kind of want to see what the next chapter is. Yeah. Um, and uh, with social media, so a lot, uh, uh, I often get... Um, People ask me about what they can do if they're not sure what to do with social media. So if you're a young athlete or you're somebody who's looking to raise your profile in the in, in on social media and to hopefully leverage that to create better opportunities for yourself, then uh, the thing I would suggest, there's a, a real simple strategy, five stories a day. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, the best uh, the best reach you'll get from your stories is when you post them quite organically. So uh, the thing with stories is that they're they're fifteen second snapshots essentially. Now they can roll over, of course, uh, to uh, in some cases three or four times. But so you can get a minute out of that. But it's much more watchable when it's fifteen or thirty seconds. Um, but uh, th- this can just be you know here I am at training. It's five a.m. You know, and uh, this is what we're about to do today. It, those stories are documenting your what it is that you're doing. They're documenting your stories. This is, you know, what you do every day, the daily grind, if you will. And then you've got your posts, which um, are in some part documenting the the, the higher watermarks. So, or, or the the uh, I would say the the higher thinking associated with it. So you've got your daily practices that are being documented in the stories, and then you've got your thoughts, what's going on in your head, uh, what you're preparing for. Uh, so this is higher thinking stuff. And th- that's the stuff that's really great for posts because it gives people, think of this as a, an insight into your mind. Mm-hmm. Now, your mind might be, hey, look, I, you know, this is a, a, a tough fight for me. I'm, I'm going up a weight class or I'm going down a weight class or these are the difficulties I'm going to have or this is the, you know, what I'm, what I'm grappling with right now and or this is an injury that I'm carrying and this is what I'm thinking about. And, you know, for the, the rawer that you are in those moments and the more honest that you are in front of the camera, uh, the more attention that you'll get over time. And so I would say to an athlete, um, you've got plenty of those things going on in your mind and and often um, it's good therapy to get it out on camera now there could be that thought of oh what if my what if my competitors see you know my, my inner thoughts or whatever it's like mm-hmm. look I, I can understand from a strategic perspective but I can also understand that I think you get far more by way of omission than you do by what you say you can control what you say and what you're going to get out but and and there's no harm in you know a lot of these things are shared experiences by the way your opponent is likely experiencing the same combinations of things but just in a in a different weighted in a different way mm-hmm. so there's no newness to the the journey it's just you know your articulation of your particular journey mm-hmm. um but uh, when it comes to strategy and what you're going to do you might you obviously you right. know that's the gameplay and you, you, you you're going to uh, uh, consider how it is that you release that information in a different way but um, it's it's those types, and it's also in those types of videos where your sponsors get the greatest value, right? Because you've got the people that are genuinely interested in hanging on your words, and that's where your product placement and that comes in, or that's where you know you, you've got people's attention to the extent of yeah, and I just want to thank those people that support me, and this is my drink, or this is my watch, or this is my clothing, or this is my te- this is my uh, club, or uh, uh, real estate whatever. agents. This might yeah. <laughs> For instance, just hypothetically. Right. Um, so, um, so yeah. So that's uh, so you've got got those, and 
being in the combat sports realm, then uh, Instagram is definitely, you know, that's your low-hanging fruit. That's where uh, anything that strength and sports and health-related lives. Um, it's not necessarily on Facebook. Facebook's skewing older and older by the day. Um, it, I don't think it's imperative to have a Facebook platform in the combat sports world, I think Instagram is very much where it's at, um, and especially if you're a younger athlete anyway. Um, and a lot of those stories and stuff, by the way, you know, they're, they're pretty transferable. If you want to uh, um, uh, be selective in those that you're posting and then add various trends and whatnot and, and chuck them on TikTok, you know, you, you're going to enjoy some uh, attention there. Yeah. But uh, definitely with Instagram, that would be the pathway and something I'd suggest to any young athletes to, to really consider because... If you can get an extra 500, 1,000 or 2,000 or 10,000 people following you, then it can only mean good things for your career. Exactly, yeah. And Reels as well, you were saying with Reels? Reels, um, so Reels is uh, Instagram's response to TikTok essentially and uh, and can also show up on your Instagram feed. Um, I would suggest for people to experiment with it, but what I would say is that the, um, the early uh, organic reach uh, numbers uh, have now dropped significantly. Right. So uh, only about a month or so ago, you could uh, release a reel and reliably expect it to to hit um, great numbers. Um, uh, now uh, it's not so much the case. But um, so I don't know if that's because Instagram is maybe changing their focus, or uh, and maybe uh, the nature of the content that's there is a. Comp- completely different mix to what's also found elsewhere on there. So I'm not exactly sure. But what, what I would say to people is uh, experiment uh, because these things are changing on a daily basis. Yeah. And uh, if you've got a story uh, and it happens uh, to roll over, why not make a reel out of it? Put it up there. See how it goes. Um, test the different features and, and just see what works for you. Now, what you probably find is that your stories are going to reach a very small proportion of those people that follow you. So you might feel like I'm doing these stories and like four people are seeing it initially. Um, but the reality is is that they're the four people that really care about what's going on in your world. Like these are your, this is your tribe. And that four can soon be 400 and can soon be 4,000 and can soon be... Th- these, these numbers grow over time. Um, but uh, keep posting like you've got a million followers and you can't go wrong. Yeah, that's right, absolutely. It is interesting seeing the change in different platforms as to what sort of feature that they'll be pushing. And mm. obviously, yeah, Instagram was, they changed their algorithm big time with uh, their response to TikTok and yeah. they made the reels and anyone put a reel up of them standing there doing absolutely nothing would get 10,000 views. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, very gratifying, by the way. You right. know, yeah, yeah, especially if you've had any success on TikTok, for instance, and all of a sudden it's like 70,000 people saw my TikTok. This is huge. I'm famous. This yeah. is amazing. And, you know, but... Right, exactly. <laughs> it, it is cool to see that there's there's competition between the platforms and you can use it to your advantage and be like, okay, I recognise what they're doing and this is what I can do to put myself in the best position to capitalise on that. So it's like, okay, Instagram is competing with TikTok. They've put out this Reels feature. Um, Obviously, they're going to be boosting that and I can jump on that and I can get a lot of views for free, really. It's like by recognising what took place. It's like there is a competition between platforms, Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, like you were saying uh, one one instance a while ago that if you're putting up YouTube links on your Facebook, it's probably going to get 
not as much uh, play as yeah. if you're it's actually posting you're reach. Yeah, mm. as, as if you're <coughs> loading directly to Facebook because yeah. they're in competition. That Facebook doesn't want you to leave their platform to go and watch no. YouTube because then you might stay on YouTube's platform. Exactly. That's why they created the, the video feed. So um, to keep your attention, Facebook, all of these social media platforms uh, have one role and that's to keep you on their platform for yeah. for as long as possible. And it's part of the reason why uh, Facebook and Instagram are being quick to integrate the features of other platforms. Um, and, and so uh, with stories, for instance, um, uh, pulling that away from Snapchat and integrating it into first Instagram and then Facebook. Uh, one, you know, skewed older very quickly, but also there's some utility to a story as well. Like people seem to share a different side of themselves or a snapshot of their thinking in a story that, uh, or a moment uh, that they wouldn't necessarily post about, for right. instance. So there seems to be some degree of utility, but short form video outside of TikTok uh, in, or in the form of Instagram Reels doesn't seem to serve. Uh, as much utility for interpersonal communication Mm. Um, it's very much broadcasting and I think this is the thing with TikTok is that it's not a conversation in the same way that uh, some social memes media uh, medias are Mm. it's a it's a one-way conversation it's a broadcast it's a you know it's a performance it's a performance essentially is Um, and um, that's um, uh, as a result um the, I don't think those short form uh, video uh, formats work as effectively on the platforms that have skewed older already. Yeah, it is. It is interesting trying to find what works well for your your business or your identity mm. or whatever you're trying to to push. I mean, with arm wrestling, I've found the biggest success on Facebook. Mm. I've found zero success on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, and it's the same videos, and it'd be like I'll get say. 20,000 views on Facebook yeah, with the same tags, the same content, mm. same cover. I'll put it on YouTube. I'll get like six views. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange. It, it really is. It, it's quite peculiar. And the, um, uh, the, the, the algorithm settings, um, what, what points you break through as well on, on uh, YouTube um, seems to play a, a pretty significant role. Uh, there seems to be glass ceilings that are set along the way, and once you crack through, all of a sudden it's easy to br- break through into the next level, and you have a, uh, a little exposure, explosion of, uh, of growth, and then it simmers down, and then you break through again. And um, the, but I would suggest to people, I, I mean, there there is uh, still no no better way to market yourself than and to build a brand, and and no easier way for anybody to do that than through social media and um it, it is important for people to understand what's uh what field is relevant uh to platform and uh you know if it's all arts and crafts stuff well you're probably on pinterest you, yeah. you know uh if you're uh, if it's sports and combat sports it's going to be instagram strength sports health nutrition all that so it's going to be instagram if it's going to be food stuff well it could be pinterest or instagram uh and facebook's kind of uh the conversation that you're willing to have with your uh, that you would have at a at a at a party at a at a birthday party with your friends and extended family. That's what Facebook is. Mm-hmm. It's that conversation, um, and uh, that's definitely a different type of conversation than what, say, the kids at that party would be having uh, on TikTok. 
you know, so it, it's a it's a different it's a different thing, right? Um, and they serve very very different purposes. But important for uh, for people to understand what's relevant for them, what works for them, uh, what their space is, and then uh, you know to develop a, a consistency and a routine and a, a discipline around uh, posting regularly and uh, and but keeping in mind documenting their journey. Uh, it's just talking your mind, sharing your moments. Uh, letting people know what's going on in your world, understanding that there are moments in your day that are really interesting to other people that you might just take for granted um, and that are, are worth uh, definitely worth sharing. So uh, like this one, we should be taking for, <laughs> for instance. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and one key tip I would give to people, make sure you have a copy of your content. Like if you're uploading everything... <laughs> If you're uploading everything onto the platform yep. and then deleting it off your phone or off your computer oh. and it's like, oh, yeah, it's just it's on it's on Facebook. It's going to be there forever. I can get it whenever I want. Yeah. What happens if it just gets deleted yep. or you get banned or something randomly? Like, it just goes wrong and you've lost it all. You can't yes. get it back. Yeah. So keep a con- copy of everything you've got. Even if it's like, okay, I've made 50 videos. They're all up online. Great. Mm. Just take them all and just whack them on a USB somewhere yeah. or, or, or copy them to your hard drive or a portable hard drive. This thing's dirt cheap mm. and it will save your, save your life <laughs> in case it ever happens where uh, you know something is imminent and you're going to lose everything and it's like, oh my God, I've lost eight years worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gone in a moment. Yeah. Oh, well, sage words of advice, sage words of advice. So uh, over, the, over the coming weeks, uh, we hope to be doing a, a whole lot more of these podcasts. Um, and uh, now that we've got our new studio set up and uh, everything kind of almost looking cool and ready to go. Um, so uh, we, we're looking forward to getting some guests back in here very, very soon. Um, and uh, and if anybody has anybody that they would like to uh, see profiled on this show, please write to us, let us know. We would love to see some suggestions. We've got a, a hit list of people that we're, we're really looking forward to reaching out to and, and, and talking with. Um, we've got uh, a whole bunch of events that we're super keen to, to cover this year as well. And uh, we're hoping to uh, bring you a, a mix of content um, on news that's going on in the world of combat sports, uh, the uh, our normal daily combat uh, podcasts um, uh, with uh, with the three of us as regularly as uh, we can with Izzy's busy schedule at the moment, um, but also uh, you know bringing in guests and and um, and go and, and enjoying those interviews that uh, have uh, really become a hallmark of the podcast so far. So mm. well, we definitely want to do a whole lot more of that um, in, a, in and with a, a higher degree of frequency than what we had over the recent weeks as we've been going through this whole uh, transition. So, mm. and, a, and, a, and just as further explanation for that, when we started on this journey of uh, the Daily Podcast, Daily Combat podcast. We, uh, uh, you know, we we thought it, this might be an idea. Um, this could be something. Um, we weren't sure. Um, we didn't really have the facility to do it uh, to a really high standard, and so we thought, well, we'll do it to a really high standard, and then if it's shit, it's going to be our fault. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be production value. So um, uh, we were very very fortunate that uh, Rory uh, from uh, the Pod Booth uh, here uh, in. Uh, the Imagination Building at Moonshots um, ha- has an outstanding setup. So our first series uh, was uh, recorded in uh, in the Podburst Studios, uh, and uh, at, at which are amazing. He's he, uh, Rory's got a television background, and it shows through in the quality of his uh, production. Um, 
the there's also a, a pretty significant cost associated with that production um and so from our perspective uh, especially if we wanted to do it more regularly and uh we needed to uh, work out an alternative um, uh, while still, uh, you know, uh, abiding by high production values. And so uh, we went on a little journey. We were offered uh, another space that we fitted out as a studio and um, we did such a good job that somebody offered to take the studio off our hands um, for their own purposes. And so that gave us the opportunity to move into a bigger space because I think when we were in the other room, it was nice, it was cool, but it was a little bit too, little bit too small, a little bit too intimate. Um, and uh, and here we've got a whole lot of a whole lot of space at our disposal. We've got our arm wrestling table in here now, so we hope to get some of our uh, guests onto the table, mm. uh, test their arm, uh, and um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and a, a little bit of a green room area so our guests can bring their their friends and they can certainly uh, be part of the podcast as well. So. Uh, uh, now we're in here uh, we're looking forward to bringing you um, uh, more content more regularly um, on uh, all things combat sports and more so <laughs> <laughs> that's the daily combat podcast uh, thanks so much for joining us again Matt thanks so much alright one dot one looking bison. good looking good <laughs> uh, Izzy we miss you and to everybody that's watching thanks so much and to those people that are listening at home on their podcast supplier of choice thanks for tuning in to the Daily Combat podcast we look forward to bringing you a whole lot more very very soon You've been listening to the Daily Combat Podcast. Special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. This company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups. With their board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience, Real is for real people by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com You can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team.